Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. Genesis chapter 46. Israel set out with all that he had and came to Beersheba, and he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. That night God spoke to Israel in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he said, and Jacob replied, Here I am. God said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you back. Joseph will close your eyes when you die. Jacob left Beersheba. The sons of Israel took their father Jacob in the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him, along with their dependents and their wives. They also took the cattle and possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. Then Jacob and all his offspring came to Egypt, his sons and grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters, Indeed, all his offspring he brought with him to Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt, Jacob and his sons, Jacob's firstborn, Reuben, Reuben's sons, Hanuk, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi, Simeon's sons, Jemul, Jamin, Ohad, Yachim, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. Levi's sons, Gershon, Kohath, and Marai. Judah's sons, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Er and Onan died in the land of Cana. The sons of Perez were Herzon and Hamul. Ishar's sons, Tola, Puva, Jasub, and Shimron. Zebulun's sons, Serad, Elon, and Jahil. These were Leah's sons born to Jacob and Padaham, as well as his daughter Dinah. The total number of persons, 33. Gad's sons, Ziphion, Haggai, Shunai, Esbon, Eri, Erodai, and Arliah. Asher's sons, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beriah, and their sister, Sarah. Uriah's sons were Herber and Malachiel. These were the sons of Zilpha, whom Labah gave to his daughter Leah, that she bore to Jacob sixteen persons. The sons of Jacob's wife Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. They were born to him by Asenath, daughter of Potpharah, a priest at On. Benjamin's sons, Bela, Becher, Ashbel, Gera, Naman, Ei, Rosh, Mupin, Hupam, Ard. These were Rachel's sons who were born to Jacob, 14 persons. Dan's sons, Hushim, Nephetali's sons, Jazil, Guni, Jazer, and Shilam. These were the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Rachel. She bore to Jacob's 
seven persons. The total number of persons belonging to Jacob, his direct descendants, not including the wives of Jacob's sons who came to Egypt, 66. And Joseph's sons who were born to him in Egypt, two persons. All those of Jacob's household who came to Egypt, 70 persons. Now, Jacob had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to prepare for his arrival at Goshen. When they came to the land of Goshen, Joseph hitched the horses to his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father, Israel. Joseph presented himself to him, threw his arms around him, and wept for a long time. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am ready to die now because I have seen your face and you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's family, I will go up and inform Pharaoh, telling him, My brothers and my father's family who were in the land of Cana have come to me. The men are shepherds. They also raise livestock. They have brought their flocks and herds and all they have. When Pharaoh addresses you and asks, What is your occupation? You are to say, Your servants, both we and our ancestors, have raised livestock from our youth until now. Then you will be allowed to settle in the land of Goshen, since all shepherds are detestable to Egyptians. Genesis chapter 47 So Joseph went and informed Pharaoh, My fathers and my brothers, with their flocks and herds and all that they own, have come from the land of Cana, are now in the land of Goshen. He took five of his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked his brothers, What is your occupation? They said to Pharaoh, Your servants, both we and our ancestors, are shepherds. And they said to Pharaoh, We have come to stay in the land for a while because there is no grazing land for your servants' sheep, since the famine in the land of Cana has been severe. So now, please let your servants settle in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have come to you, the land of Egypt is open before you. Settle your father and brothers in the best part of the land. They can live in the land of Goshen. If you know of any capable men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Joseph then brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How many years have you lived? Jacob said to Pharaoh, My pilgrimage has lasted 130 years. My years have been few and hard, and they have not reached the years of my ancestors during their pilgrimages. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and departed from Pharaoh's presence. Then Joseph settled his father and brothers in the land of Egypt and gave them property in the best parts of the land, the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph provided his father, his brothers, and all his father's family with food for their dependents. But there was no food in the entire region, for the famine was very severe. The land of Egypt and the land of Cana were exhausted by the famine. Joseph collected all the silver to be found in the land of Egypt and the land of Cana in exchange for the grain they were purchasing, and he brought the silver to Pharaoh's palace. When the silver from the land of Egypt and the land of Cana was gone, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food! Why should we die here in front of you? The silver is gone. But Joseph said, Give me your livestock. Since the silver is gone, I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. 
So they brought livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for the horses, the flocks of sheep, the herds of cattle, and the donkeys. That year he provided them with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came the next year to him and said, We cannot hide from our Lord that the silver is gone, and that all our livestock belongs to our Lord. There is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we die here in front of you? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. Then we with our land will become Pharaoh's slaves. Give us seed that we can live and not die, so that the land won't become desolate. In this way, Joseph acquired all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh, because every Egyptian sold his fields since the famine was so severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph made the people servants from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not acquire belonged to the priests, for they had an allowance from Pharaoh. They ate from their allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Understand today that I have acquired you and your land for Pharaoh. Here is seed for you. Sow it in the land. At harvest, you are to give a fifth of it to Pharaoh, and four-fifths will be yours as seed for the field and as food for yourselves, your households, and your dependents. You have saved our lives, they said. We have found favor with our Lord and will be Pharaoh's slaves. So Joseph made it a law, still in effect today in the land of Egypt, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. Only the priest's land does not belong to Pharaoh. Israel settled in the land of Egypt, the region of Goshen. They acquired property in it and became fruitful and very numerous. Now Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, and his lifespan was 147 years. So when the time approached for him to die... He called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor with you, put your hand under my thigh and promise me that you will deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I rest with my ancestors, carry me away from Egypt and bury me in their burial place. Joseph answered, I will do what you have asked. And Jacob said, Swear to me. So Joseph swore to him. Then Israel bowed in thanks at the head of his bed. Genesis chapter 48 Sometime after this, Joseph was told, Your father is weaker. So he set out with his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to you, Israel summoned his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Lutz in the land of Cana and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and numerous. I will make many nations come from you, and I will give this land as a permanent possession to your future descendants. Your two sons, born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt, are now mine. Ephraim and Manasseh belong to me just as Reuben and Simeon do. Children born to you after them will be yours and will be recorded under the names of their brothers with regard to their inheritance. When I was returning from Padam, to my sorrow, Rachel died along the way, some distance from Ephrath in the land of Cana. I buried her there along the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? 
And Joseph said to his father, These are my sons God has given me here. So Israel said to them, Bring them to me, and I will bless them. Now his eyesight was poor because of old age. He could hardly see. Joseph brought them to him, and he kissed and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, but now God has even let me see your offspring. Then Joseph took them from his father's knee and bowed with his face to the ground. Then Joseph took them both, with his right hand Ephraim toward Israel's left, and with his left hand Manasseh toward Israel's right, and brought them to Israel. But Israel stretched out his right hand and put it on the head of Ephraim, the younger, and crossing his hands, put his left on Manasseh's head, though Manasseh was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys, and may they be called by my name, and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and may they grow to be numerous with the land. When Joseph saw that his father had placed his right hand on Ephraim's head, he thought it was a mistake, and took his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh. Joseph said to his father, Not that way, my father. This one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a tribe and he too will be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his offspring will become a populous nation. So he blessed them that day, putting Ephraim before Manasseh when he said, The nation of Israel will invoke blessings by you, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Israel said to Joseph, Look, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will bring you back to the land of your fathers. Over and above what I am giving your brothers, I am giving you the one mountain slope that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 56. One day he and his disciples got into a boat, and he told them, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake, So they set out, and as they were sailing, he fell asleep. Then a fierce windstorm came down on the lake, and they were being swamped and were in danger. They came and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we're going to die. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. So they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? They were fearful and amazed, asking one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. Then they sailed to the region of Gernesenes, which is opposite Galilee. When he got out on land, a demon-possessed man from the town met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not stay in the house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said in a loud voice, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was guarded, bound by chains and shackles, he would snap the restraints and be driven by the demon into deserted places. What is your name? Jesus asked him. Legion, he said, because many demons had entered him, and they begged him not to banish them to the abyss. A large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs, 
and he gave them permission. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank and into the lake and drowned. When the man who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it to the town in the countryside. Then the people went out to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and found the man the demons had departed from, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Meanwhile, the eyewitnesses reported to them how the demon-possessed man was delivered. Then all the people of the Gerasene region asked him to leave them, because they were gripped by great fear. So getting into the boat, he returned. The man from whom the demons had departed begged him earnestly to be with him. But he sent him away and said, Go back to your home and tell all that God has done for you. And off he went, proclaiming throughout the town how much Jesus had done for him. When Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Just then, a man named Jairus came. He was a leader of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and pleaded with him to come to his house, because he had an only daughter about twelve years old and she was dying. While he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him. A woman suffering from bleeding for twelve years who had spent all she had on doctors and yet could not be healed by any approached from behind and touched the end of his robe. Instantly, her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming you in and pressing against you. Someone did touch me, said Jesus. I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue leader's house and said, Your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, Don't be afraid. Only believe, and she will be saved. After he came to the house, he let no one enter with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was crying and mourning for her. But he said, Stop crying, because she is not dead but asleep. They laughed at him, because they knew she was dead. So he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he gave orders that she be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.